0: On this episode of the 520 Collective Podcast, we've got independent filmmaker Joe Hinkle talking about his latest projects, as well as the 2022 Dot Wavemaker Awards finalist announcement. We're also talking about how Elon Musk has changed Twitter and the response we've seen so far. Let's go!
1: Just a flip of the watch, it's game game time, game time, 20. Just a flip of the wire, just game time, game time On it Just a flip of the watch, just game time, game time Flip of the watch, to game time. Yeah, message yeah, heavy, don't rhyme, yo. They not ready, race against the time like four wheels, and they ain't ready, keep it steady. Beat their hard and they barely give them ears and hear the truth in the light. Oh, confetti, yeah, message heavy, don't rhyme, yo. They not ready, race against the time like four wheels, and ain't ready, keep it steady. it hard and they barely give them ears and hear the truth in the life. Oh, confetti, just a flip for the watch. It's game time, game time, time yeah, for the watch, yeah. just game time. Game
2: five just a flip for the watch. Game time game time. Wide, game time, game time.
1: Just flipping the watch. game time, game time. the watch. Just game time, time. the watch. game time.
0: Five, just flipping the watch. game time. Five, just the watch. game time. Five, twenty. Oh wide, time. Five 20. A a wide, time. Welcome to this month's Five Twenty Collective podcast. I'm Eric Boston. You can check me out on Twitter at Eric Boston three. That's Eric, at Eric Boston and the number three and with me as always my guys zero for hire and kd king david the vessel what's good guys
1: what's happening
3: what's
0: going on
1: just checking my social media
0: (laughs) we oh man yeah it's a fun night it's it's this is something dude that's all i'm gonna say you know so yeah guys uh zero man where do people follow you
1: uh you can find me at twitter at zero for hire I'm probably commenting on there right now. And you can follow me on Audio Mac, The Legend of Zero. I gotta start plugging that away a lot more often, so. Audio Mac plug, though.
3: Uh, Twitter, YieldedMan. Uh, Instagram, the Vessel KD. Facebook, KD the Vessel. See what I did there? In mm. um But yeah, otherwise, man, hit me up YieldedMusic.com, and you can connect with all the socials. I love making
0: new friends. Let's just jump into it, man. Because otherwise, we're gonna. Who, who knows what rabbit trails we're gonna get? No small talk. I'm saying, if we if we start talking about randomness, we may never come back from it. uh Man, over the last month, man, we have had fan voting going on at five twenty club.com for this year's twenty twenty two dot Wave Maker Awards, and that voting has finished, and we have our awards finalists, man. So we're going to dive into this We're going to announce these finalists again. If you didn't know, this year's Wavemaker Awards is going down on January 1st and it's being powered by Trackstars. Uh, we are going to be live on the Trackstars channel and yeah, man, it's gonna be a good time, man. We got a lot of stuff planned and we got a little, what, we got like a month and a half, man, away. So I'm excited, dude. I mean, where do we want to start at? How about, so we we had three categories that were actually not on the um, public ballot. So how about we start with, with those three? All right, so we got the EP slash mixtape of the year. And our finalist for that award is enjoy the mixtape by desi yates we got dreams and schemes by eternity and then we got aot volume 3 the alien revolution 90s mixtape from arrows of truth so three very good projects man i'm excited you know our guy picasso was part of that uh, arrows of truth mixtape desi yates i felt like put out a very solid Uh, project with enjoy the mixtape and then eternity man one of the best eps i heard this year so that one's gonna be i'm I'm excited to see how everything goes down with that category man all right man our next category is the female artist of the year and our nom or our finalists for female artists of the year are childlike cc tarsia renee and reese lachey
3: That's a pretty hot hot award
0: there, bro. Yeah, man. Tarsia Renee just dropped a new single uh, yesterday. Make sure you check that out.
1: I don't think I've heard anything from her in a while. I better check that out.
0: Yeah, she's dropped a couple of uh, tracks this year. Like I said, just dropped a new one uh, yesterday. And, and a video for it as well And driving driving one of those fancy cars in the video too so you could, ch- you could check it out at 520 club.com on the homepage. uh and then finally we got producer of the year this was the third one that was not on the ballot and dude i i you know whenever you whenever we're putting these together right and we we do the initial nominees and we start seeing votes come in for you know some of the other categories i start kind of trying to look ahead and do the crystal ball thing a little bit, right? Where I'm trying to say, okay, how do I see this potentially shaking out and do this producer of the year category? I have no idea, man. It's that tough. So, I mean, we got three very good names here. Uh, we got new self, we got L Val, and we've got K drama as our finalist for producer of the year. And I have no idea where we're gonna end <laughs> up going. Cause dude, like New Self done a ton of like remix, you know, um singles and stuff this year with uh some of those dudes from elect El Val had a huge year as well. And then we all know about K drama, man. So there could be some conversation probably for that one <laughs> happening. I think
3: so. so. I think so.
0: Yeah, man. So now let's get into the seven uh categories that We're up for the public vote here, and we're going to start with cover art of the year. I'm just kind of going up the list, I guess, instead of down it. Um, Those finalists are Lil Red, Spiritual Warfare, Brinson Before He Cracks the Sky, and Scribe Music, Duppy Conqueror. So uh, let's see, Rookie of the Year. So we got the Rookie of the Year award coming back this year after one year hiatus last year. So I'm really excited to have this one back because this is our original award from our very first year and second year. And our finalists are Little Red, Oatmeal, and Untitled. So we got God Chasers. We've got TLS represented in there. That's some
1: stiff competition.
0: Dude. And and my guy, Little Red, he took he took a break, man. He was gone for over a year, man. And then he came back with a vengeance this year. Uh, really good, really good releases that he's been putting out. Yeah, but Untitled's got oh, dude, the only
1: song I've ever called perfect. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm,
0: tell- I'm telling you, man, the 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 finalists on all of these uh, categories, man. Like I, I feel like there's there's not a single category where we can't say, oh man, they didn't get it right. You know, like we we've got good finalists all the way around. Uh, our next one. Is collaboration of the year. So we've got Scribe Music and New Tone with Duppy Conqueror, TC, BRM, and Hugh Hala with Little Saint, and then TLS, Trutha, Q Flow, the Prodigal, Legacy, and the record is Resurrection. So that is our collaboration of the year finalist.
3: Dope, dope, dope.
0: All right, man uh lyricist of the year again dude dude come on man uh cut right q flow and yp aka young paul
3: no spitters man (laughs) spitters dude
0: Oh, so okay for for people who don't know this is the way that we kind of decide the winners. So like the fan vote decides our finalists, right? And then typically our team, our 520 staff get together and we kind of do our own voting and we do some discussion about, you know, who do we think should get it out of the the finalists that y'all voted for, right? Uh, This year we are going to be adding in Uh, We got some sponsors for this year award. The sponsors are going to get a chance to vote. So if you want to help us decide who these winners are going to be, make sure you go and grab one of those last uh, uh, sponsor spots. But dude, like for real, the more I read through these finalists, I'm like, Someone's gonna have to convince me one some way because I'm gonna be sitting here going, I I don't know. I don't know what who I want to vote for on these because it's not fair, man. It's not I mean it's gonna be good. It's dude, be good like that man. think about that. Cut right QFO and YP, AKA, Young Paul. It those are lyricists, man. Those are lyricists, so all right. So we're getting into the final three categories here. Single of the year. We've got Little Red, Memories, Cut Right, Trophy, and then Scribe and Cody Free, Show and Tell. How y'all feeling on that? It's going to be
3: interesting, internal conversation, man. I'll
0: tell you this, man, that, that Show and Tell with Scribe and Cody Free, that came out pretty early in the year, and it was one of the first ones that really caught my attention. Again, I think we got some really good finalists in that spot. And then we've got our last two categories we've got the project of the year man dude, I, I i just keep thinking about we're, we're gonna have to vote on this and i have no idea what i'm gonna do so <laughs> come on come on
1: with it project of I the ain't got year. no special effects over here right pro,
0: pro, project of the <laughs> year project of the year finalists for the 2022 dot wave maker awards heavenly legacy by Newtone. Before He Cracks the Sky by Brinson and pronounced Puyo by Eddie Puyo. No. Oh my God! <laughs> <laughs>
3: oh goodness. Yo, oh
1: man. Hey okay. KD, okay. can, we, can we get that air horn again?
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: oh, man, dude! I'm okay, telling you, okay. man. <laughs>
3: okay.
0: Yeah. So, shout out to Newtone Tone Brinson and Eddie Puyo for being the finalists for our shout Project of, of the Year. <laughs> uh, and then yeah. we've got we've got one more category, and it is our Artist of, the, Artist year. of the Year. Yeah. So, our three finalists for Artist of the Year 2022 are Newtone Tone Brinson. And BRM.
3: Man, come on, man. These dudes is like Michael Jackson at the what the eighty-four Grammys, man. I mean, dude, this the man. Somebody stands to to really clean up. We gotta vote on
1: all of this. Yeah. At the dot
3: wave.
1: Yeah,
0: Trust me, we're gonna start those conversations and those votings here next week. So. yeah, we
1: ain't we ain't gonna start the conversation right now. I need to sleep on this. No, no, we, we got a like, little bit of time. I'm just it's not, it's off not the gonna gamma. be easy. A, it's
0: not gonna be fair. I'm gonna head on out. <laughs> 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 but uh again, those are our 2022 dot wave maker award finalists. Make sure you tune in on the track stars YouTube channel on January first, twenty twenty three. 8 p.m central time tune in as we hang out with my guys ryan righteous dj jeremiah and maybe shantana i'm not sure if sean's gonna be there or not but definitely ryan and jeremiah so we're gonna have some cool stuff happening we got some stuff that i gotta keep under wraps until the show man but um i'm excited to share it on the stream on january 1st so shout out to everyone that took the time over the past month to go to 520 clubcom and cast your votes. We blew away our vote total from last year, so I love to see it, love to see the growth, uh, and it's because of y'all. So Some other stuff has True. been happening over the past month, <laughs> and, and Zero, I'm going to let you take it, man. Like, what, what's been happening? What do we need to talk about, dude? Bro, Twitter.
1: Elon Musk purchased Twitter, and we've been... We've been following this timeline. I don't know. I've been following this timeline, like checking in to see what's going on with the recent Twitter drama since like three months ago. And I thought I thought, I knew it was going to be something exciting, but I never thought that I would see some of the things happening in our culture because somebody bought a website. And I was like, we, sh- we should at least talk about this so i don't know how much you guys have been following and i would like to i'd I'd like to know like when when you guys started paying attention because i started paying attention back when twitter shares like blipped up like a dollar and i think it was like 34 dollars a share i was like oh that's interesting maybe i should uh maybe i should look at twitter and then they said elon's gonna buy twitter and i was just like maybe i should buy some twitter ever since then it's just been like News report after news report, and I think it's this is probably like culturally one of the, one of the bigger stories of our de- decade, to be honest.
0: I mean, I've been i, I followed along with it kind of since you know they announced that he was looking at making the purchase, and then you know that whole roller coaster of oh wait now he's backing out, wait he's back in again, and it was one of those things where I was like, man, I'm just gonna I, all all you can do is wait and see. Right. And then I guess if yeah, the purchase yeah. goes through, cool, then we'll we'll, we'll see what happens. But, um, you know, the, the purchase has gone through. He's taken over and he has wasted no time, uh, you know, making making some changes. Uh, and, and the reaction is kind of all over the place to those changes for sure. You know, I want to hit on that. Uh, Zero, I know you got the the, the lead on this. So I'm, I'm sure you're going to hit on it. But, you know, at some point. I hope that we take a minute and try to connect the dot to why this matters when we're talking about, you know, Christian culture and, 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 you know, like the the Christian rap world as well.
1: Oh, yeah, absolutely. And that's I mean, we can we can jump on that at any time. I remember uh, you were you came onto my podcast and we had talked a bit about that searching Twitter by hashtags and looking for different kinds of Christian culture and seeing how the church was divided in different ways, just based on hashtags on Twitter. And we had a whole conversation about that. Twitter is ingrained in our culture. It's something that everyone knows about. It's something that every, it's a household name. Everybody knows what you're referring to when you bring it up. And yet for the most part, 17% of Americans were on Twitter, active on Twitter. I think that was on the high end. So keep in mind the numbers that I throw out here, they're not solid numbers. Uh, so much has been going on with twitter that it's kind of hard to dig up the older articles but last time we talked about this i think it was 17 percent of americans were on twitter and only about seven to ten percent of those people were even active on twitter like regularly so this isn't like every let's not you like you can just throw a rock and hit somebody and they're and they're on twitter like mo- this facebook is probably the widest used website Mm -hmm. and they say that that's going down now that um tiktok is out but what was unique about twitter and what made it different from facebook and myspace was anytime you went let's say you were watching some movie and you liked an actor in that movie you could look up that actor and they most likely had a twitter and you combine that with the fact that um they were using it as a way to roll out news. So before, when a news story broke, we'll post it on their Facebook, and then you would go from their Facebook to the article and read about it. Twitter's so much faster. It's like all of the journalists are on Twitter. All of the Hollywood and movie stars are on there. Most of the music industry is on Twitter. Uh, even in our Christian circles, uh, magazines and websites and things, in the form, it's like what's your twitter handle because you it was just expected of you to be on twitter
0: right i mean is it fair to say that twitter has been like the number one news source for several years now is is that fair to say it is
1: fair to say and i think that's a down that's a downside as well because it used to be just like gossip news and be like oh yeah but that's just twitter and now it's like it's the for real news
0: well, I mean, I just think back to, you know, Andy Mino even, you know, put it in one of his songs where like, hey, yo, we go to Twitter to get our news and we're going to get it, you know, a day before you put it out anywhere else, you know, and, and that's the truth. Like you said, I mean, journalists on there, you know, gave journalists who were serious about what they do an opportunity to, you know, share that information without it being... You know, run through a producer or a head of whatever. You know, they had to approve it and maybe fix a narrative or, or whatever. No edits,
1: no edits, and I think it's part, partially a double-edged sword. Sorry, Katie, what'd you say?
3: No, I was just agreeing. No edits, no protocol, no no SOP to run through, no weird tape, none of that. Just you want to put the story yeah. out, you put it out, and like you said, six in one hand, half a dozen in the other unvetted information unfounded information we don't care what the source is it could be your uncle or your cousin you know you put it on twitter and 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 it is what it is right
1: and that's where the plot thickens because we always had this attitude of like oh it's just twitter it's just like this teenager thing we don't take it serious um and there were people on there that were like you know uh, teenagers and people who are, behave like teenagers and maybe they should have grown up by now, but they still have. And 10 years later, those people are the same people, but they're older and they're more in tune with the fine-tuned part of Twitter and the conversation. And there's there's a lot more intricacies here. Here's what here's what bugs
0: me is, like, we don't know how any of this is going to shake out yet, right? Like, like you said, there's not been time for... Elon and his team to do what they're going to do. And I'm not saying that I'm like fully backing him. And what's like, I don't know. Let's see what they do. And it might turn terrible. And I might want to get off of Twitter too. I don't know. Right. but, But it's not been long enough. We haven't had a chance to see it. I think that's where we also need to make sure, like I said earlier, that we circle it back around and do talk about where How it applies and where it connects to the christian rap world uh i've got my thoughts uh kd i want i want to hear from you though man like how do you see it like the at the end of the day this is just a tool right it is a tool to be used and how are you using it but how do you see this tool and the way it should be used based off what we're currently seeing like i said we don't know where this is all going to play out we've got to give it time
3: Well, I mean, ultimately, again, and and to the point that you made, any social platform for the Christian, for the saint of God needs to be used with a level of intentionality. It's so easy to get caught up and just posting about anything and whatever, because it's what everybody else is doing. The consistent, the reoccurring theme should be. You know, my faith in Jesus Christ and whatever it is that God has given me to share with other individuals, like that part is important, right? But I think it does us good to take note because one of the major complaints about this and, and 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 why it's being viewed in such a tyrannical manner is the fact that it comes in and it starts laying people off. But if you're going to attempt to change a culture, that means that you have to cut ties with what was. But in order to change a culture, to shift a culture, you have to uproot what's been so that you can establish what needs to be. And again, that's a great lesson for us to pay attention to that we can take away from this situation again. What we never want to do is get so caught up in what's going on around us that we forget what our mission is, what our goal, what our focus is.
0: At the end of the day, you have to take the time to actually get the information, process it, apply it, right? Figure out what it means for you. If we're talking to the artist, within Christian hip hop. Do you absolutely need Twitter? Maybe not, right? Because maybe maybe Instagram, you know, everyone talks about Instagram, right? Maybe that works better for an artist. You know, when we're talking about like us, you know, like 520 Collective, where we're a media platform, out of all the social media options, Twitter is the best option for us social media wise. And 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 that shows also just by the traction we had. Whenever you look at, you know, how many people we've been able to connect with on various social media platforms right twitter gives us the best results but not only that it's just what it allows users to do right as a media platform we want to be able to share links on every post and and you know tell you what's going on on the website or here or there or the other right where we're not necessarily trying to just share you a a clip of of a song We're not artists, right? You guys are artists individually, but us as a, as a platform are not. So we need to use Twitter as in that way, right? That's the, that's how we are using the tool and we are applying it. Could Elon come in here and make some of these changes and it affect our ability to use the tool in that way. Sure. 100% 100% right and, and if that happens then we have to pivot we have to adjust we have to take in the new information what we can't do is jump the gun and at the end of the day everyone that's freaking out 24 hours after the purchase became official all you're doing is you're, you're just hearing the talking heads the people that Scream the loudest, giving you their hot take, because they can't they can't wait. They they don't have the time to let anything play out.
3: But let me say this. If we're wilding out over changes, and this is why you're here, a lot of individuals talk about, hey, don't forget your email list. Don't forget, you know, direct contact. When we talk about like relationship building, I like Eric, this is something that I consistently talk to you about, just in terms of one of the things that helps to set us apart from all the other platforms who do something similar to what we do. If we are the end of the world, the sky is falling over any social media platform. We've gotten completely off base, and maybe we don't realize it. We're supposed to use social media. Social media is not supposed to use us, but it's been using us, I man. It's been using us big time. And so, knee-jerk reactions when stuff like this happen is evidence of that.
0: To your point, especially, especially if you're involved in anything, whether it's music, media, whatever. If you're anything that has Christian attached to it, right, that has Christ attached to it, yeah, you better make sure you're setting yourself up, right, to, to be able to survive some of this stuff, right? Like you said, you know, get your newsletter, get your direct contact with people. Speaking of, go to 5 and join our newsletter on there. And I know this in the back of my head, as much as we do use Twitter and we, it works well for us, at some point, they're going to shut us up, right? That's going to that's end up being the, the goal of the world, right? Is to silence, silence the Christians. And so we need to ask ourselves, how invested in this are we? What are we willing to stand up for? Are we willing to compromise or, you know, hopefully not? D- does being on the most popular social media platform Does that mean more than the mission that we've been charged with to where we compromise to do so you know that's my thoughts
1: zero i got so into how we got here that i didn't i didn't consider the the other alternative of for a christian how we're supposed to be comparing whatever's going on how to line up with god's word Mm. um and i think i was trying to trying to make that more impactful but like we are in this we're in this weird brief moment in history where the the you know that whole thing about the frog in the boiling pot and he doesn't realize he's boiling the water just the the fire turned off for a minute we don't know if they're going to turn the fire back on because Elon doesn't have the same values as the people that ran the thing before but when he kicked him out of the office when he turned off the algorithms when he started making some of these changes we started seeing our friends again and that that's the aspect that I'm pointing at you say Christian like Christianity today will post things that are that some people don't really see as Christian, but then you see, well, they've got so many followers must be true. And that affects people that you're supposed to you're you're listening to your pastor and then you see Christianity today saying something totally different. You're like, well, maybe I don't want to be on the losing end because of how we're wired socially. And if we don't have a firm grasp, I'm a 40 year old man. I have a pretty firm grasp on how the Bible lines up with reality, but a 14 year old is going to see the world very differently. A 24 year old is going to see the world very differently and they might not have those tools in place yet because of how the world works. And I don't think it's necessarily because they're on Twitter. I think it's the influencers on Twitter are being influenced by the things that were going on Twitter. And now we're in this point in history where they just turn that feed off and these people don't, they don't have anybody to tell them what to think. And at the same time, we have our voices back. So this is an opportunity. And so I guess I do get passionate because it's confusing, but it's like, I, this is a short window. We have an opportunity to reconnect with those people, to reach these people that that we've lost contact with. I think very soon in the next few weeks, you are going to see some of the biggest influencers in the world. Lose followers like you wouldn't believe And, and it's not going to be that people aren't listening It's going to be the bots are gone And you're going to see these people were Lying to me And and my favorite Christian artist Isn't as popular as I thought he was And my favorite Christian you know, uh, Program Isn't as relevant as I thought they were And you're going to see People who are telling the truth Probably for the first time and so I really, I don't know how to compare this. Like, yeah, I'm good at comparing God's word to reality. Cause I mean, the truth hurt the, the, the truth. People say the truth hurts lies, hurt people. The truth is what heals. And, and, the, and that's the only way that we can see the truth is through God's word. We have to filter it all through there, but it's, it was, I think we've seen a good 10 year long example of how easy it is to get off track. And that's that's really what i'm trying to drive drive home is that the last 10 years we've been chasing lies that have led us to more lie and we, we don't the world's not what we think it is especially on twitter especially online and those real world connections those real world relationships that stuff is so much not just so much more important but it's like it it is the reality me talking to you me talking to you that's the reality what what Lecrae and Andy Benio say if, if as much as I might like them, I don't really know them. I don't know if that's what they're living like. I don't know if that's their life. I don't know the people who are putting articles in Relevant Magazine and if they're really Christians or if they're just another BuzzFeed. I don't know. And I think that's something that we as artists, as Christians, as publications, like we really got to be paying attention to that because that faucet's going to get turned back on again.
0: Yeah. I want to know what people have to say. So uh, go to 520clef.com. Leave us some comments there. Go to our the YouTube uh, channel, and you can leave comments under the video. But hit us up, man. You can join the Discord. We go. You guys know where y'all can reach out to us, man. We're, we're available. Let us know your thoughts, man. How are you feeling about uh, what's happening with Twitter and Elon Musk or just social media in general? What do you think that, as a culture, we need to be aware of and thinking about and preparing for and how should we stay connected man so let us know and, and, and definitely like we said go go join the uh the newsletter man so we can stay connected with you uh directly as well but fellas uh as always man it's, it's fun hanging out with y'all it is time for this month's industry insider interview And like I said earlier at the beginning of the show, this month we've got independent filmmaker Joe Hinkle joining us. Uh, Great conversation. He's got a couple of movie projects in the works that you're going to want to check out. So make sure you stick around after the break and check out that Industry Insider interview with Joe Hinkle. And we will be back with you here on the podcast next month. Let's go. Artist, what is the key to getting your music to your target listener? Making sure that your catalog is available where people are listening. TrackStars is helping independent artists do just that with Nectar Distro. Sign up for Nectar today to have your music delivered for you to all the major digital streaming platforms, including Spotify, Apple Music, Tidal, SoundCloud, YouTube, and much, much more. Go to 520collective.com slash Nectar. That's N-E-C-T-A-R now to sign up and keep 100% of your royalties along with all of your music rights. With monthly payouts, comprehensive reports, especially tools like the Single Maximizer and Account Management Services, along with a dedicated team that understands your needs as an artist, it really is hard to beat what Nectar Distro and Trackstars bring to the table. So hit up 520collective.com
2: Nectar to get started now. Hey guys, it's Darius Mullen with 520 back again, and I just gotta ask one thing. Did anybody not drop in October? I mean, this past month was loaded. I only get to hit a few highlights, of course, so I'd be remiss not to remind you to check out 520collective.com for more new releases. To mention just a few of the many, many notable October 2022 releases, Lotto by DJ Michael V in 1995 released with features from No Big Deal, Swoop, and Aha Gazelle, and boy did they deliver. October 28th in particular was Slam Packed with the new single Feed the People by Trutha and Mike Wise. The Humble Tape by Just James, that's H-M-B-L. And the legend himself, Ambassador, with the comeback album The Invitation. And then finally coming in with the last second Halloween release, we've got an absolute banger called Hell's Nightmare. By Oso, Psy of the Legend, and Proddy the Prodigal. Not one to miss out on, that's for sure. Listen, I'm Darius Mullen. And these are just a few of the amazing songs to listen to from the past month. I'll talk at you next time. And remember, no Christmas music until after Thanksgiving. Peace.
0: Hey, guys, I want to say thank you for listening to the 520 Collective Podcast. This month's Industry Insider interview is coming up in just a moment. Before we listen in, make sure to check out 520collective.com. It is the home for indie news and faith-based hip-hop. Follow us on social media, including Twitter and Instagram at 520 underscore co. Also, to get exclusive content, hit up our Audio Mac account, where you'll find extended interviews, playlists, and more. Let's jump into this month's interview. Welcome to this month's Industry Insider Interview, brought to you officially by the Bookkeeper247.com. All right, what's up? Welcome to another Industry Insider interview here on the 520 Collective Podcast. As always, we are being sponsored by The Bookkeeper 24-7. Check them out at tbk247.com. I'm your host, Eric Boston, and joining me right now on the 520 Collective phone line. Uh, Man, he is a movie director via producer. Lots of different stuff that we're going to talk about. It is Joe Hinkle here with me. How are you doing, Joe? doing wonderful glad to be here yes sir yes sir so man i you know you kind of popped up on my radar uh just for being in the like christian hip-hop space right i, I spend a lot of time on twitter probably more than i need to same <laughs> right uh but yeah so I, I saw you pop up i was like huh who, who is this dude you know and then i saw stuff like uh, oh he's got videos where he's uh hanging out with cody free and, and all this different stuff right but then i got to see what you were doing uh as far as like you know your involvement with film and stuff i'm like oh dude this is pretty cool man this is stuff that we need to highlight so i'm glad you're able to hop on the podcast with us man
4: yeah absolutely i'm ha- yeah happy to be here and uh just happy to finally you know talk i feel like so many of our twitter friends and we just like tweet. We we don't even know, you know, too much about what they do or where they are or or what they look like. And it's fun to talk on video finally.
0: Right. Yeah, man, for sure. So for people who maybe are not as familiar with you, why don't you give us a little rundown, just of of kind of your background and and what it is that you do, man?
4: Yeah. yeah. So mostly I do marketing. So I do video editing for small businesses and startups. So I've been doing that for the last like Four years, oh, four years ago, I started when I started doing video. I had like no experience, no like really. I never owned a camera other than like my phone, and I just kind of started. out, You know, I, I want to make, start making YouTube videos, so I started a YouTube channels. When you start something, the first like two years, you're just figuring it out. You're just experimenting, and, and that's you, and that's someone that goes deep into training and get educated real quick. Like at the first a couple years, it was just kind of like chaotic, right? And I figured out, you know, that I want to do this full time. I want to create full time. So I realized like for me, it made more sense going the, oh, I'm going to learn a skill and I'm going to learn how to do this for other people that businesses that will pay me more than like the influencer route, even though like both kind of sounded fun, but I'm like, Influencer route sounded so so much longer. So I, I just started learning, you know, how to edit real well and connected with with people and figured out like how I could monetize that. So yeah, I've been doing it a year and a half ago. I quit uh, my job doing construction full-time, which I hated to do full-time.
0: Yeah, yeah. So let me ask you this, man. Cause I mean, like I said, obviously came across you in the Christian circles, hip hop circles, Christian hip hop spaces, man. What is it about Christian hip hop that uh, kind of drew you in and got you connected there? I, I, you know, we're gonna talk about the video work, but let, let's yeah. start there. I don't think there's a lot of one one thing that I really respect about uh, uh,
4: the Christian hip hop specifically, in, in terms of like a creative space, is there's like a lot more community there. You know, f- for Christian YouTubers, there's Facebook groups, and I, one thing I really respected about like the Christian hip hop board was like the kind of community around it, and people just um. Uh, being collaborative and music tends to be a little bit more that way, you know, than just like YouTube or, um, other forms of art, listening to s- certain artists. I like, like LeCray, I was listening to like every day in Tripoli at, at, at like w- when I first like got, got drafted into Christian hip hop Twitter or whatever. Um, and just started engaging with a lot of people. Um, but, but now I think what's, what's kind of stuck me around is just like, the the people that I've I listened to the music a lot and, and, and grown to like and know and like Thomas Ainuchi and Cody Free and uh Senny and Nato Poppins and DJ L Val and Street Hymns that i like I'm just like really rock with and have good friendships with that have really, you know, kept me engaged and and I just like, you know, a a lot. You'll see me just tweeting memes to some of those artists and some other people other artists just you know making them laugh but also bringing awareness to their music
0: yeah yeah and dude and i wasn't even thinking about this but you were behind the fake cine account aren't you
4: yes <laughs> I'm behind the infamous or the famous or infamous whatever it is um fake Cine account and um yeah i love uh just trolling people
0: So, so let's talk about that for a second, man. Like what made you say, I'm going to do this fake account. And cause there was like this whole, everyone was trying to figure out who's running this, who's doing this, you know, and and then come to find out it's you, man. So like, like what drove you to say, I'm just going to do this.
4: It was just a random idea that I have. I have lots of like. R- r- random ideas, but I, I had this random idea one day, and like, and then I'm like, you know, I think is gonna really appreciate this, and he, I, he can like appreciate my humor. And then the fun part was drawing it out and people trying to guess who was behind it, just making the most random memes. And that's basically what I do over there is just yeah, I make people laugh however I can.
0: <laughs> and, and it seems like no one in the independent uh, Christian hip hop world is safe from that account either.
4: Oh, no, I, I'll, I will roast anyone or, you know, I, it, it, I'll i be kind about it. And if someone's like, oh, it bothers them or whatever, I'll, I'll delete tweets or, or whatever. But um,
0: yeah, I, I like
4: roasting everyone.
0: As you build these relationships with these guys, artists, man, they need that, that video marketing help too, right? I don't know if you do that for them or not. But I mean, just how important, in your opinion, is someone who does this on a regular basis You know, like how important is that is being able to convey your content through a visual medium?
4: Yeah, it's definitely super important. Like a lot of it is like it's fun to focus on, you know, the traditional things of like what was fun. And, you know, it's like, okay MTV was had this really cool run for a while, but it's like and then then most of the artists moved to blowing up on YouTube. But now it's moving more towards things are happening on TikTok and Instagram Reels and any platforms that you can get some attention and bring attention to your music is huge. So it's all about really for I think creatives who are trying to grow an audience and get more attention to whatever they're creating, figuring out what's working and just doing it. So yeah, it's important for artists to figure out what strategy works for them and what they can create consistently around that's going to bring attention to their whatever they're creating
0: i mean obviously you know you said that kind of you know what you're doing as far as making a living right now is is through this marketing working with companies but i know you're passionate about film so you're you're an independent filmmaker as well man like what got you into just i guess first i mean it'd be easy to say you know what got you into making films but just what what sparked that like love and that passion for films in the first place for you
4: i i i have like a very core memory of like, when I was like six, seven, eight, people would say like, oh, Joe's ruined his eyes. He's glued, glued to the tube, He's he watches way too much TV. And I would hear that from all family and people and, you know, and especially I think, you know, 20 years ago is like, oh, TV was a problem. Now it's like, there's always gonna be the, the quote problem that people will put on on certain things. But when I was a kid, just, you know, Joe watches way too much TV and movies. And but now like I looking back and thinking about all those films that inspired me and inspired me to want to tell good stories and inspired me to live a life that is good and beautiful and following truth. And specifically like the like, Disney movies that that had like a very like were were emotionally connected to I felt emotionally connected to them. Then while I started creating, you know, specifically on YouTube and creating just a video in general, I, I, I enjoy it. But the one part about like creating video that gets boring, especially if you're a solo creator, is the lack of like collaboration and just like the pressure to like uh, do it all yourself. The cool part about filmmaking is taking time to make something really good and working with a group of people that all have different skills and talents, you know, from actors, from, from behind the scenes, people like sound and lighting and the camera people and, and facilitating a group of people that are all passionate about this thing and trying to make something the best as possible. You know, YouTube sitting in my room making YouTube videos by myself or just, you know, editing videos for clients, which is, is fun sometimes, but gets boring after a while. Or just trying to make TikToks, or you know or things like that it gets a little boring after a while for me for me it's like okay what really stirs my soul is like working with a group of people really passionate about this one story and trying to make this one thing as best as possible and um yeah filmmaking is so much fun for me
0: yeah man and and you know i want to dive into you know just some of the projects i know you kind of mentioned them uh but before we do i, I think i would um, miss out on an opportunity if I, if I didn't ask you about just where does like faith kind of fall into all this for you because we know that you know in the music world there's this like kind of tug of war for for faith-based artists you know where you're trying to be relevant and not be corny and, and I think it's similar in the world of film right as well so like where does that where do you put that as far as priority for you and what you do and how does it impact the choices you make?
4: Yeah, that
0: that's a great question. Um,
4: one thing that I go back to a lot is like being a representative for Christ, and that's that's how I see myself in terms of like you know, Paul all calls us in uh, First or Second Corinthians ambassadors for Christ. And I think there's a lot of like pressure to just like just say things and do things and and just work and, and not necessarily in Christian culture, but just in culture in general of like just like. Do a lot of things and get attention to yourself and to um, just say whatever you're thinking. And that, that can be valuable in, in a sense. But really, I think the core of how I see myself and my mission is like, I'm just supposed to represent Jesus. And there's so many things, you know, that, that I struggle with both in, in life and in Christianity. And there's so many doubts and there's so many questions and there's so many things of like, Oh, how does like Christianity apply to this certain area in in the world, and and how how does this supposed to be interpreted, and and so many things that it's like can get overwhelming for a while, and I feel like in a sense uh, our culture is sometimes overwhelmed by like the way that they would call weaponized, you know, and and Christianity that it's become almost like some people just look at it as like a political movement in a sense, but Christianity is more than that. It's something. It's, it's Jesus who who gave his life for us and and us are trying to follow him to the best of our abilities and uh, being a representative for him so like the core of what I see myself doing is following him and representing him with my life and I, I think our art is always going to be a uh, outflow of that but for me I don't feel any pressure to make my art necessarily be a-, a certain thing you know if I have a story that I'm like oh this is compelling I, I think everything that a Christian does, will, their faith will probably outflow into it somehow, but I don't necessarily feel pressure to like, well, make the next God's Not Dead movie or something like that. Um, for me, it's just like, okay, yeah, I'm, I'm I'm, confident in who God's called me to be. And most of the, like going back to that of like, when I think of myself as an ambassador for Christ or a representative for Jesus Christ and do my best to follow Him, my calling isn't to primary calling, like when I look at the New Testament, isn't to make movies for Jesus or make art for Jesus or make things that will bring people to Jesus. My calling is to live a life following Jesus and use my life and words and actions to draw people to him.
0: And you know, that was, that was really good, man. Um, and again, guys joining me on the Five Twenty collective phone line. It is Joe Hinkle, man. Let's talk about what you got working I know you got some short films that are happening. Where, where are we at on that?
4: Yeah, so my first short film's Romance, Uh, Two Souls, and both of them, um, so we filmed it at one location here in Fort Worth, really, since since I'm still, like, new to the filmmaking side of things, filmmaking in terms of, like, making movies, so I've been doing video for a long time, but in terms of, like, making movies, I'm like, okay, I want to start really simple, start really minimal, so small crew and uh, um, the actors that we have on are, are really good, so we're just... Finishing up and editing that and and then it's going to be, you know, figuring out how to get it on streaming and figuring out, you know, if we can do film fest or um, however we can get our film out and bring attention to it and then monetize it in some way if that's possible, you know, so so still figuring out those side of things. And then my second one, Boys Will Become Men, is another short film that I'm working on. Was just excited and I just realized like, oh, there's so much that I don't know and so much that I... I'm figuring it out, and so much I'm learning. But there's so much that I'm also have learned, and that I'm just kind of trying to do my best to apply. So, um, yeah, it's a journey. Filmmaking is for
0: sure. So the first one, the the two souls, right? That's that's the thing that we'll be able to see first. Let's talk a little bit about that, man. Like what went into its creation, uh, where was the inspiration for it, and and give us just kind of a little summary about what the film is. Roman stories in general
4: some uh, often compel me like good ones and i think especially the sense of that characters can be honest in a sense and and that's one thing that i really want to bring to this story is like honest uh, honestness between these two characters and as they meet and um they open up a certain part of their heart and their perspective on love and life so like that that's what has always compelled me in terms of film is like People who are honest about their life and about where they're at and getting to see kind of a reflection of people's hearts and lives so yeah it, it's it's going to be about a 13 14 minute film and then i guess i'll as soon as i can get it on something you know that would be awesome if we get approved for some streaming service that that would be cool because we can monetize it that way and we can you know get it out to people so that's like the main goal yeah, I, I still don't know the process or, or the journey that's going to be to get it out to the public.
0: So why do people want to see this when it's done?
4: It's also a niche film that I realize. oh, most people won't want to see it. Um, and I think when I look at art, I also look at it that way. It was like, not everyone's going to be a fan of our art, but it's uh, if, if for those who enjoy, you know, Roman stories or enjoy stories that are reflective of real life. I think they'll enjoy um,
0: all these films I'm working on. Okay, so what can you tell us about uh, the second film? And again, remind me. Th- it's
4: called Boys Will Become Men. Boys will so, Become um, Men. There we go. Okay. Yeah, Boys Will Become Men is a story about a grandfather and his grandson. Well, well it's about really three generations of men: uh, a, a grandfather, uh, son, and grandson. They go through a struggle together, and um, through that, they find just their their love for family. I'm really happy about the actors that I have in this. And uh, I think the story is really inspiring in a sense. And it's very kind of fun, inspirational films. And those are the films that have always inspired me. And those are the films that like, I'm most passionate about creating, like inspirational family dramas where it's like, I, I love a film that makes me want to call my dad after. Or I love a film that makes me wish I was like, oh, I wish I was home right now. You know, like those types of movies that our art necessarily. sometimes i think we also feel a pressure of like to create something or art like that's going to change someone's life but most things don't change our life you know like maybe we just hear a song that's like you know what i want i want to take care of some i want to care for someone today you know or i want to um read my bible today or i want to follow jesus more today you know or i want to you know one of these things that's like okay yeah it might not change your life but if it pushes us in a positive direction i think like in our either Christian walk or just our life, like I think that's kind of beautiful art that um, I I think it's almost like too pretentious to say like, Oh, I'm I'm creating art. That's going to change people's life. Like, you know, I hope that after someone sees this, they're like, you know, I want to call my dad or I want to like visit my family for this weekend or something, you know, like that would, that would be extremely like powerful art if I could create that.
0: You know, I think with, you know, everything and and me and zero, you know, my, my, my co-host on the podcast, We've been having these conversations a lot about even what we do with, with, with podcasting, right? You know, it, it'd be awesome for it to blow up and we had tons of listeners or, or whatever. But I think at the end of the day for us and what my challenge has been is that, is that at the at the end of the day, we are creating content that means something to us. And even if only one person listens to it, it means enough to us that we're going to continue to do it you know, what, what's that, what's that kind of driving force with you? Like whenever you started, you know, just with even the writing process and now like you're, you're almost to that finish line. It seems like for, with this first film, like what's your, what's your hope there, there, man? Like w- whenever you see the outcome, I mean, obviously you talked about, you know, getting on streaming services and monetize, I think that's just kind of part of what comes along with all this, right? But like, what's the big thing for you? Like, what's the, like, okay, if this one thing is all that I get out of this process, I'm a, it's going to be good. We're, we're yeah. on. One thing that I feel
4: like I neglected when I was early on in creating, and I think a lot of artists tend to like uh, neglect is like, Oh, this obsession with like trying to make it, which, you know, I hope I make it, make it in a sense. And I hope I, you know, am a successful filmmaker one day and my movies are in theaters and I make lots of money from them and stuff that, like that'd be fun. But like just the process, enjoying the process and not getting, sh- you know, overwhelmed by the process and having fun in it and creating something that means something to artists. Like if we're not, if we're missing that, like, why are we creating? You know, it's like, and obviously there's the practical part of it for all of us is like, okay, we got, we we need, we need to make some money somewhere. So it would be way more fun to make money from, you know, what we're most passionate about. For me, it's, it's just, mostly about learning it's all it's about like going through the process of leading a group of people you know i've got about 10 to 15 people helping on this next film and make helping facilitate something that we're all proud of and giving a fun experience to all of them and some you know movie credits that they can show to their friends and family yeah i, I think it, it can be so easy to get like obsessed with one day or a I, I, quote i'm gonna make it type of mindset is like, and that's good. And I'm a very much like visionary and dreamer and trying to build towards that. But like the process itself should be enjoyable and fun and should be inspiring to the people around us. And I think that that goes back to being a representative of Jesus is like, yeah, we should be creating something that I would more important than creating a movie that like, let's let's say these films I'm working on that gets seen by 10 or 100,000 people that like are inspired and like. You know, more important for me is like the 10 to 15 people that I'm working with that see something good, beautiful and true in me and see something that is like, oh, that inspires them and hopefully, you know, brings them closer to seeing Jesus as desirable and and seeing following Jesus as something good. Yeah, it's, it's so easy to get obsessed with, you know, the one day or the numbers or the whatever version of success that we put in our minds, but like, in my mind, like success is walking with Jesus every day and and caring about the people around us.
0: Again, I I, I see these similarities between the film world and the and the music world, and, and we're talking about you're always looking for like that that one thing, right? That kind of makes that artist a little bit different, that sets them apart a little bit. What's that thing that sets Joe apart as far as like from all the other independent filmmakers uh, that? are out there you know what what's when whenever people watch your films what's that one thing that they're going to notice and be like oh okay this is this is his unique thing right now there's nothing special yet in the sense of
4: like oh mine's my film isn't going to be as high quality as so many other movies coming out and stuff like that and like oh that's fine and and i don't even necessarily think about it in that context like oh what i'm doing compared to everyone else or everything else for me it's just like oh i'm gonna create something that's honest to me that i think will inspire people who who watch it. And I think especially like as artists and creatives, like thinking about, you know, comparing ourselves to anything else, you know, is is not usually helpful, you know, and ref- like referencing our style to someone else's style can be helpful, but like in terms of like, there's nothing special about me, you know, I'm just another person trying to live up my dreams and follow Jesus and make something beautiful. And it's like, oh, but in terms of the film, the, what I'm real proud of is I think they're going to feel like honest to people's real life. And I think some people are going to watch these and be like, oh, that, that reminds me of this one time in my life. Yeah, I, I think if a few people feel that,
0: like, I'm happy. People that are listening, man, like, where are they going to go? Like, where, where can they go today, man, to get plugged into what you have going and, and start being that support base? Like, like, how do we, as a culture, get behind what you and other people like you are doing? To really push the, all this forward
4: right now it's like oh until this film's out um i can't really draw support to that but once it's out you know stream it wherever we get it up and stuff like that will be helpful and follow you know follow on instagram twitter is always helpful in terms of like oh you, where i'm able to see what other people are doing and and connect and, and build those relationships and stuff so like th- that's always fun i'll keep everyone posted uh, updated on on those um in terms of like sub- supporting, it's just, I think like us living our abundant life, us living like doing our best and creating what we're called to create or, or living the lives we're called to live is like, is most important, you know, in terms of if when we think of like supporting the culture or supporting other people, it's like, first of all, like live the life that you are called to live, right? And then it's like, you're not going to rock with everyone. You're not going to like everyone's music or everyone's movies or whatever like that. That's like, okay. You know, if, if some people, if 10% of people listen to this, or if someone listened to this finds like some inspiration and in, you know, something in this podcast or, or something in the movies, like, Oh, I'm, I'm really happy about that. But I also like recently, I've just looked at a little different of like, Oh, I, I don't necessarily need everyone's support. And it's like, Oh, I hope my dad and my mom are proud of me. And I, I hope like, this inspires some people certain ways, but I've also like, just looked at it as less of like, just try to get everyone's, I don't know the the, the craving for like uh, trying to get everyone's attention has been overwhelming and frustrating to me in the past. I'm like, okay, after I create it, hopefully it's good. And if, if it's good, people like it. If it's bad or not that well done, I'll just learn for the next one. You know? <laughs>
0: yeah, man. And you mentioned uh, Twitter and Instagram, man. Where do people follow you on there? At the Joe Hinkle.
4: Um, or on Twitter at Fake senny or at the Joe Hinkle at um, Fake senny for the memes, and I'll, I'll plug uh, the legend Seni. So um, he's always put out good music, and I just really rock with his music. Um, so yeah, feel free to send me a DM, especially if you're, you know, something resonated with you, and you're like, oh, you know, want to talk about something. I'm always happy to talk in the DMs on uh, Instagram and Twitter.
0: I'm excited to check out your film. You know, it may not be for me, like you said. I don't, I don't know. But I'm excited to check it out. And I think at the end of the day, if we're out here and we are trying to grow and we want to see Christian culture kind of look a certain way, right? I think that's where a lot of us have kind of run into this thing of like, man, you know, we've kind of lost sight of the mark a little bit in Christian culture. I think we can maybe start fixing some of that by really just, you know, getting behind each other. So I'm I'm excited to see it, man, and to see what you do. So five, ten years from now, man. And when we get together and we talk again, I mean, hopefully, hopefully it'll be sooner than that, but five, 10 years from now, what's stuff looking like for you? And I mean, maybe just for what's happening in kind of this Christian film world in general.
3: There's
4: about 600 films released a year right now, theatrically. My like one goal on the next 10 years, it'd be really awesome. if one of my films is one of those 600 in one of those years, you know, if, like, I get one film in the next 10 years where it's a future, you know, full-length movie where, um, you know, I can go back home with my family and like, sit down like directed by Joe Hinkle. That would be so much fun, you know, at local cinema there or wh- wherever, but like, that's like the one big goal over the next 10 years other than like, okay, I'm going to continue to follow Jesus, continue to care about my family, continue to, you know, help people however I can. And then just keep making movies and learning from each one and, and, keep evolving and, you know, as a filmmaker and keep growing and keep learning. And I love the journey so much that I feel like if you don't love the journey in creating, it's always going to be frustrating. It's always going to be overwhelming. It's always going to be painful.
0: Yeah, Joe, man. Hey, it, it has been cool having you on the podcast with us here at 520 uh, and just getting to know you a little bit better, man. I'm excited for the future, man. And I want to make sure that we as a platform or, are, are, you know, that we are, doing what we can to support what you have going, man. So just know as as stuff rolls out, we're a DM away. Yeah, absolutely. And guys, make sure you go follow, support, watch for the news on on these uh, short films that are coming out so that we as a culture can get behind it and, and step up and do our part. All right. So, but thank you guys for listening to this episode of the 520 collective podcast shout out to our episode sponsors including the bookkeeper 24 7 again check them out at tbk247.com and we will check you guys out on the next episode of the podcast let's go all right we're so glad that you tuned in for this episode of the 520 collective podcast in fact we don't want it to end here. Make sure to join our server on Discord and be part of the growing community that's centered around faith-based hip-hop. Let us know your thoughts about the topics covered in this episode and tap into a variety of live events. Go to 520collective.com discord now to join.